everybody, the SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford. And everybody knows that Jim K. Ford is a fantastic choice to handle all of your automotive needs. And that includes them being a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities from small delivery vans right up to the big F-750s. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck, customized for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call, let's have that talk, and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Then off we go. Uh, Welcome to the show. Welcome. A hearty welcome to the show. As we dole out the man chat right here, right now. Steve Warren and Jim Jerome back again. Two old TSN sports radio cronies. Diving into the hottest topics in sports and whatever. I want to thank our great sponsors, Jim K. Ford and All Insurance Ontario. Simply put, there is no show without those guys. James, there'd be no Where's show without you either. Where's the song? We can, can we just get into the, just, you know, how you doing first? And you mm. find out how I am and I find out how you are. How you how doing? Are you? Where's the song? <laughs> how you doing? Where's the song? Right here, right now, I said. That's a, oh, okay. it's a big hit okay. song from the 90s by Jesus Jones. Right here, right now. Okay. Right right here, right there now. There is no other place I would rather be, which is the next lyric, and that is true as we get a new podcast going here, a new episode. All right, man. Yeah, what's happening? What's going on with you? What, what, uh, what are you doing? I'm, just, I'm having, an, as I was saying off the air to you, it's one of those autism experience days, uh, adventures in autism. Out of the blue, I'm about two minutes away from jumping on with you, and my son decides that all the clocks have to be synced up. Because he's got an Uh-oh. iPhone where the phone is exact all the time. And then he notices some analog clocks. And maybe this one over here, they're not jiving. And that does not uh, that does not sit well with him. So I had to address that before I came on. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Well, we learn. We learn about life with an autistic child through you. And it's not. And when I, I gather, Steve, when they get their mind on something, it's the, the only thing to do is appease them and fix what they want. In theory, no, yeah. Sometimes it's a lazy parent moment, <laughs> like any right. other situation. We know we should follow through, or maybe we know we shouldn't reward the negative behavior, but you're so goddamn tired sometimes. Yeah, I bet, man. I bet. God bless you. God right. bless Michael and you and your family. And uh, by the way, um, I'll, I'll give a plug to that as long as we're talking about it. Adventuresinautism.ca if you want to see more about uh, Michael and me and our little adventures together. Uh, we should cool. get into the show, though. We got lots here. We got uh, some interesting hockey news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one that I found most interesting and most pleased me in terms of the funny bone is Brad yeah. Marshad has his own limited edition cereal now. <laughs> if you're looking to start off your morning with uh, a touch of cinnamon, honey, and maybe an elbow to the face, yeah, exactly. then, uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, uh, get yourself a big box of March Munch. I love that. Oh no, oh no, uh, or maybe a 
a big lick with his tongue on your face. Didn't he do that? Uh, he sure did. Well, yeah, boy, that'll... Uh, uh, the probably limited edition, Steve, probably means the company's going, okay, we'll try this. Okay, we'll, we'll try this, but uh, if it doesn't work out, uh, you're, you're toast. Speaking of breakfast, Steve, <laughs> you're toast. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, odd, odd guy, right? Odd guy to, to endorse. You know, this is this is the day and age where where you do anything out of line, Stevie, anything away from the game, i.e. Phil Mickelson, okay? Uh, Justin Thomas, uh, you recall speaking of golf back when he made a little dis, a little one-off comment walking off the green, calling himself call himself an, an F, uh, you know, it was a, it was a, a, a gay reference that he right. made. Sponsors, gone. Phil Mickelson, four or five of them, gone. Uh, who else is there? Jeremy Roenick uh, making those comments, gone. Uh, you know, so when, when you, I'm, I'm surprised a, a sponsor would, because Marshawn's not, not in everyone's good books, right? right? Uh, so uh, kind of kind of goes against them. Excuse the pun, see, goes against the grain, you know? Yeah. Cereal I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little shocked by the price tag on it. It's like uh, it sells for $29.99 for a two pack. It's like, that's really, what? it's really expensive. $29.99 for a US. Box for, of cereal? Yeah. What? It's, it's called the March Munch Cinnamon Crunch and, and sells for $29.99 for a two pack on the company's website and available at three American grocery stores none of which I've heard of, Market Basket, Star Markets, and Shaw's. But I guess the the idea is, A, there's a collector's component to it. We all remember Flutie, yeah. Flutie Flakes back in the day, and there have been other examples of that. I think Wayne Gretzky probably had a box of something or other. I forget what. Wheaties. But, uh, Wheaties, I think, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So a box of Wheaties with Gretzky on the cover of it, I'm sure would be worth some money now. And the same would be true here. But there's also a major charity component here as well that I think we can all get, get behind. A portion oh, of the proceeds go. from every box sold will support Christopher's Haven, an organization that supports families of children being treated for cancer. So that's easy to get behind for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yep. Okay, good one. Yeah, I take all and, that back about Marshawn being a bad guy. Well, honestly, he does seem like the kind of guy, I think he's exhibit A, right? Would he not be public enemy number one if you pulled every NHL fan and you asked, who do you dislike the most in the NHL? Right. I think <laughs> right. Brad Marchand would probably win that competition. Yeah, However, right up there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I think also at the same time, he'd be one of those guys that you'd want as your teammate. And he had a goal this week that was just absolutely ridiculous. People sometimes forget that. because he is such a weasel and, and such a jerk on the ice. He is one of the most skilled guys in all the NHL. Right. I saw that goal. Yep, I did. Yeah, so. absolutely beautiful. Uh, moving on, the Sens in action. First game since the deadline. They had uh, Matthew Joseph, who came over in the Nick Paul deal. He debuted for the Sens. Looks very good. Very, very good skater. And uh, I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, they'll have a shot to stick around, maybe long-term, as a guy in the bottom six for this team. And Nick Paul goes the other way in that trade, and he was a fan favorite in a lot of quarters. Nick Paul shows up for the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning and scores a goal in his debut. So that's one way to endear yourself to a new situation with your new uh, your new workmates. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, it was uh, for the Sens. They lost 3-0 to, uh, who did they play last night? I'm gapping. The Islanders is who it was. And uh, so they lose 3-0. 
So the Sens got zero goals and Nick Paul had one. So uh, congratulations, Nick Paul. The um, the other bit of news, I saw the guys in the Ottawa Sun were talking yeah. about this. The Claude Giroux coming to Ottawa thing, which I've been throwing cold water on for a long time. Uh, I know Claude a little bit through all the years of doing the radio show with Tony Greco, and Claude Giroux would be Tony's biggest client by far and has been with him since he was 17 years old. Right. And just being around that, I had the distinct impression that Giroux probably is not coming to Ottawa. But times change, I guess. You get married to an Ottawa girl. Uh, this is where you make your home, of course, in the off season, And uh, you're moving toward the end of your career right now. He's going for a Stanley Cup with the Florida Panthers, of course. My God, the Panthers look ridiculous now. They already had. They were the only team in the NHL, Jimmy, with four goals per game on average. And then they add Claude Giroux on top of that. It's kind of ridiculous. But he'll go for the Cup with with them, and then he'll be a free agent. I don't imagine he's going to stay in Florida, but it's hard to say. And, and But I'm starting to think that maybe there is a chance he might come back to his uh, off-season home and uh, potentially. I think I just don't think it's off the radar like I once did. What do you think? It's kind of it's kind of out of left field, Stevie. You know this this. I saw that this morning. It's um, what do they call it? The Sens panel or something? Yeah, it was in the Ottawa Sun. Yeah, Bruce does um, a podcast. Bruce Garriott, you know him, right? Of course I do. Yeah, yeah. I love Bruce. Uh, although, although. Um, Sometimes when I, I see these, these you know, pseudo eye-popping headlines, right, going, what, Claude Giroux is going to come to Ottawa? What? You just got to trade? Sometimes they think, okay, okay, are you just throwing shit out there to sort of, I don't know, when, when no one really looks at that going, that isn't going to happen. You know? <laughs> so is it, a, is it a clicker, Stevie? You know, is it a little click, 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 clickbait? Is that what they call it, Steve? Trying to get people to... Yep. You know, click on the story. I, I mean, I, I, Bruce has been doing it a long time, but that's kind of the sense I get once in a while. You know, it's like, what do you, what do you mean Wayne Gretzky's coming back? Who, who wrote that? Okay, I guess I better read this piece. Right. Gary, I could be pissed if you heard me say this. But well, last night, I, I saw the best piece of clickbait <laughs> ever on Sportsnet. Um, on their Twitter account, they wrote, so there's, it was Kucherov and, and Aho getting into it as benches clear. And it's like, okay, well, for starters, nothing happened. Like they bumped into each other (laughs) and the two sides just stand there staring at each other. And of course the bench is cleared. The game was over. So don't don't give me this benches clearing thing. It makes it sound like there was a big old 1980s style Donnybrook with everybody involved in it. No, no, no. But I clicked on it and I said to myself, that's just unfair. With this Code Giroux thing, though. It's been around for a while, though. It's not like this is the first time this has come up. Fans have been talking about this notion most of this season, like most all season. And right. I've been the one that's been throwing cold water on it on, on all the podcasts I do. But when mm-hmm. I see Bruce talking about it like this all of a sudden, just bringing it out as a topic, because Bruce has a clear pipeline to the Sens organization more than maybe anybody in the media. Um, when I see him start talking about it, and based on some conversations I've had here in the last week, I think that uh, I'm not going to throw cold water on it anymore. I do think there is an outside chance anyway that he might consider that if it makes sense financially for the Sens. And that's always going to be a big thing with the Sens. Well, I don't know. I read and go, okay, I'll tell you what. Claude Giroux may come to Ottawa after this year in Florida. Uh, I go, okay, maybe. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you 30 or 31 
examples of where he might go. Right. Where there's a lot Rangers. more money. It could go to Rangers, Stevie. It could go to the Islanders, maybe Buffalo. You know, Anaheim may be in the fold there. Right? Look <laughs> I'm just being goofy, I guess. Anything's I'll possible. go with you, Stevie. I'll go with you on it. All right. I'm not, again, I, I'm still skeptical, but I, in the past, most all this season, when the topic comes up or somebody texts me and says, is there anything to this? I've been saying, absolutely not. I am not saying that anymore. All right. Well, now, money's okay. going to be an issue, of course, because Eugene Melnick usually has his own internal cap, his own budget, and this has been regarded for most of Melnick's tenure as owner as a, as a budget team. A discount team, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting in Major League Baseball, teams like the Ottawa Senators, they are getting some big-time grief now. Major League Baseball players are starting to step up and call out these low-spending baseball teams for not spending enough money. And I, I find saw that. that. Yeah. I find that really interesting because, of course, from the union standpoint, it costs their membership money if... If if everybody's got tons of dough and willing to spend to the max, that's good for baseball players. And so Jock Peterson, he was with the Dodgers for a long time, with the Giants now. Peterson called out the Cleveland Guardians, the Baltimore Orioles, and Pittsburgh Pirates in particular for not spending enough money. Peterson wrote on Twitter on Wednesday, I'm embarrassed for your fan bases. Be better. If you can't, sell your team to somebody that wants to show the fan base and the sport they're at least trying to compete. Sorry, it's unacceptable. Right now, Cleveland's payroll for their 40-man roster sits at $69 million. On the other side of the coin, the Dodgers are spending $292 million. So there is definitely haves and have-nots in baseball, and players have had enough of the have-nots, I guess. Yeah, and it's not like the Dodgers stand alone, Steve. No. Mets, $279 million. Yankees, of course, $250 million. Uh, and and compared to seventy million, uh, unprecedented though, Steve, that a player would come out. The, the owners must be going, "Would you shut up?" <laughs> yeah, you know, or those owners. But but I've been, I you know, Steve, I've said this for a long time, man. That you know, there were many years there where the Leafs, um, you know, this is the day and age, Stevie, where we're in sports. It's it's the multi jillion dollar contract, you know, yeah. that they're that they're laying down now. Right, right, right from, right from players to to coaches now making you know a bunch of dough, uh, you know announcers and everything. And so when when you see some of these teams not stepping up, uh, I I I agree with the guy. I agree with the guy. I used to say it about the Leaf fans. Well, you know, after trade deadlines in years past, I can't remember exact years, but I always said if I'm a Leaf fan, uh, I'm like I you know go out and go out and 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 overspend, you know. I get it. You got the cap and all that stuff, but but go 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 make a blockbuster here somewhere, somewhere. You know, because uh, when I think back, Stevie, I, you know, have there been blockbuster trades with the Leafs? Um, I, I, I don't know or Montreal. Oh yeah, uh, but I get what the guy's saying. I'm 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 behind him. I'm 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 I'm, I'm behind the guy. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, every every owner is out, out to make as much money as they can. But there are other other owners who realize, okay, if we win, then we'll get more people interested in our team. The best marketing plan is winning. But there's an, there's enough teams, enough owners in the league who either come in with not enough money to really, truly compete and sit at the big boy table, but right. they just have just got enough to hang there. 
and they they just don't care if they win or lose. They're just like, right. okay, as long as the as long as the uh, as long as the bottom line's working, that's that's all good. It's kind of the Harold Ballard effect. Why would I spend a ton when I've got people willing to come to the park, scuffle in there, empty mm-hmm. out their pockets, and f off at the end of right. the night? Why would right. I go and spend you know two hundred million dollars on all these free agents or whatever it is? Why would I do that? That's that's the attitude some of them have. And well, uh, from a business side, right? The 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 guys who are spending the seventy mil uh, only compared to the you know like two hundred million more. These other teams are spending. That's right. You know the, these guys may say, well, okay, look at you, okay, Mets, Yankees, you're spending two hundred and seventy million, and what what do you gross a year? You know, in ticket sales and all that. And I'm I. I'm almost sure, Steve, that uh, Cleveland's not going to be 200 million behind in in revenue. No, right? No, no way. You know, so it, this thing's all about the fans. It's not about 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 players saying you got to buck up, you got to pay more for salaries for us. It, the, the article is about if I'm a fan, if I'm a fan, it's kind of the equivalent, Steve, of you holding season's tickets to your hockey team, and every game that you go to, all the fourth line guys play 20 minutes. In a right. game, right? And you be you go be going bananas, right? I, I, like I just spent you know eight grand on tickets. I didn't come to see shit players, <laughs> you know. So I, I I get it. It's interesting. I wonder what what the fallout will be from this that a player does. You know, for sure, someone's on the phone today. Some of these owners are on the phone going, "These guys have no business weighing in on this." It is about. I mean, this comment from Jock Peterson. He's he is talking about the fan base in his quote, but there's no question that the way owners are spending in these markets is of concern to all of the players union. If you had, again, billionaires running every franchise, then everybody would be spending appropriate amounts of money. I think this is just Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, talking about the fan base. It's more of a relatable way to take a dig at the owners rather than we need more money. We want, we want these teams to be spending more money so that uh, every major league baseball player is uh, making serious mm-hmm. coin. I think that's kind of where he goes about it. So I don't. I don't look at it so altru- altruistically. If such a, an adverb exists, I don't know. Right. So right. But the Pirates spent. So they're not even trying. So let's go to the teams he's talking about: Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. They're not even trying. So the the payroll: sixty nine million in Cleveland, sixty one in Baltimore, fifty seven in Pittsburgh. That is two hundred. Roughly two hundred and forty million behind the Dodgers. Light. So, yeah. So, what do they do in the off season? They're not even trying. If you even took the attitude of, yeah, we're spending low now because Houston became an awesome team, won a World Series, but and cheated. Um, but they got their pay, <laughs> they got their payroll down at one point down to about twenty million dollars for the whole team. But then they started building it back up, basically just a full rebuild, just scraping it down right. to the studs, and then ma- did a full rebuild. And you could see season by season, they spent more and more. What did the Pirates do? They spent a grand total of $12 million on free agents. The Orioles dished out seven point nine, And the Guardians, the Cleveland Guardians, they spent nine hundred grand in the offseason. Whereas the Oakland A's, yeah. who were also a low payroll team, they didn't spend a cent. So it's a joke. And how did they do last year, Steve? I think Baltimore was the worst team in baseball, I, I think. If you look, you know, maybe you could pull it up. Baltimore, Pitt... And uh, Cleveland, how did they how did they fare last year? All right, uh, I mean, it, it was probably a COVID season a little bit, but 
Baltimore, uh, I think, was the worst team. They are 40 games out in the American League East with a 321 winning percentage. That right. ain't good. Cleveland nope. finished... Um, uh, let's see if they... They finished 13 games out in the American League Central, a very bad American League Central, because Cleveland finished second in the division. And then over to the National League, Pittsburgh was the worst team, 34 games yeah. out with a 377 win percentage. And uh, what was the last team? I've lost track here. Well, you did it. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And Oakland was so, the other one I wanted to look up. Oakland, uh, they're pretty decent. They finished up um, nine games back. So certainly no, not a contender in the bunch. If you right. spend like crazy, it's no guarantee of winning. If you spend like those teams are, it's a guarantee of being terrible. Of not winning, right? <laughs> right. All right, let's Good take a time. Yeah, it is a great story, and thanks for bringing that to my attention. Um, we'll take a time out on the program when we return. We'll get into uh, maybe a little bit of baseball, spring training. The Jays are doing very well. And the Calgary Flames have launched a $125 million lawsuit against their insurance company. We'll tell you why after these words. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is your Ottawa certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all of the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage, vehicle history report, purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. That is peace of mind. Check out jimk4.com. They're at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. And if you need help navigating this tough Ottawa housing market, call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today. For sellers, Glen services include staging, painting, cleaning, and of course, negotiating all those offers coming in. And for buyers, Glen has the expertise to help you land your dream home when competing with so many other offers. So if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, Contact Glenn Walton today, glennwalton.com. So the Jays are off to a nice start. They're losing right now as we record this year on Wednesday, March 23rd to the mm -hmm. aforementioned Pittsburgh Pirates. But uh, they're off to a nice start in spring training with a 4-1 and one record. I'm probably going to watch more baseball than I have in, God, I don't know, probably five or six years. Seems to have fallen off my radar a little bit. But the Blue Jays have just done so much in the offseason. And they had such a great season last year. Just finished a right. game out of the playoffs. Final day of the regular season. But they picked up so many interesting assets to go with the ones they already had. I think the Jays are in for a fantastic year. And they're they're laying out about, a bit in spring training off to a 4-1 and one start. Um, not sure what to, today's uh, game is going to be. But a pretty nice start for them across the board. Yeah, Springer, right? Springer last year. Chapman uh, this year from Oakland. Um, yeah. Kevin Gossman. Yada, yada, and on and on and on, right? Yeah. And, and then you got, I think Guriel, is he still there? Um, uh, yep, of course. Uh, Tay Oscar. I love that name. Tay Oscar. Yep, he's still there. He's a Bichette, of course, Guerrero. Yeah. Look out. Yep. Look out, Jace. Uh, and pumped, pumped. This is a really interesting story about insurance and mm -hmm. whether or not COVID qualifies as something the Calgary Flames or any NHL team, or for that matter, any major league sports team is covered for. 
The Flames have launched a $125 million lawsuit against their insurance company over massive COVID losses. Um, Of course, that would happen over two hockey seasons. Mm -hmm. And it was in March of 2020, the NHL halted the season with government orders banning fans from the Saddle Dome. So the insurers are basically saying, hey, hey, I mean, apparently the Flames bought best-in-class, all-risk, business interruption insurance policy, but the insurers are saying viruses do not cause physical loss or damage. The Flames take on it, and it's a very interesting one. They describe COVID as causing physical damages or physical changes, I should say, to the air, surfaces, and interior spaces of the Saddle Dome and other insured properties, rendering those venues physically unusable. So right now, the insurance company is denying their coverage. They have not reimbursed the Flames for any losses, but the Flames are coming hard with a lawsuit. What do you think? Well, here's what I think, Stevie. If I'm the insurer, so their quote, if you go back to what you said, uh, I think they're going to bury themselves with them responding to it by saying, uh, yes, they have a uh, an all all class whatever it is uh, coverage, meaning any loss from anywhere at any time. Okay, that's the sense I get. So their response is, okay, but COVID uh, didn't cause a loss of revenues and stuff. Everyone's going to go completely silent and say, uh, give us that one again. Well, no, they Sorry? said they do. They do. The viruses do not cause physical loss or damage. So it's. That's the con- of course the bo- it caused physical loss, though. Well, I guess the theory is that the, the Saddle Dome and everything inside of it is still there, whereas the flame contention is uh, it's been damaged because it's coated with COVID that could kill you. Right. So that's right. a that but that's a gray area, right? That that's and that's certainly no one could have when they took out this insurance policy, no one could have seen this whole virus thing coming, right? Well, there'll be there'll be a lot of sports teams, Steve, not just hockey. Uh, looking at this thing this morning, go. I am interested in this outcome right here. Right. I am very interested in seeing what's happened here. But um, I, what do I think about it? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, th- I think um, that there was a you know a huge loss. It was like 187 million or something, Steve. They would have made, I think, over those two years for sure. And maybe it's per year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they make that much. But uh, yeah, that's I, I, I think. There's been harm caused to to the team, uh, and they've lost a bunch of revenue because they haven't been able to fill their building. Yeah. So this report uh, I'm looking at, and it comes to us from the CBC, it says last June, 20 NHL teams, including the f- five Canadian clubs, the Leafs, Senators, Jets, Habs, and Canucks, they also sued their insurance providers. And I, I oh, if I knew this, I, I I'd forgotten it. But uh, they sued their insurance providers in more of a class action situation for more than a billion dollars for pandemic-related losses. That, according to a TSN report in January, the Flames and Oilers were not part of that suit. And I don't have what happened. I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any information on the result of that. But that's that's kind of interesting too. That uh, others have gone down this road before. Let's move on to the NFL because we have a major deal. This has been the craziest NFL offseason maybe of all time, at least one, the craziest that I can remember. Uh, CBC, uh, sorry, CBS has put together the top 10 NFL offseason transactions. Like, holy mm-hmm. cow. So here we go. 
Vaughn Miller signs a monster deal with the Bills. Amari Cooper traded to the Browns. Khalil Mack traded to the Chargers. Quarterback Matt Ryan traded to the Colts. Allen Robinson joins the Rams. Russell Wilson traded to the Broncos. Devontae Adams traded to the Raiders. Aaron Rodgers returns to Green Bay. Deshaun Watson chooses the Browns. And Tom Brady retires. And then unretires. And you think to yourself, well, God, you can't beat that. Uh, I would argue the most exciting offensive player in the NFL. Uh, He's changing teams now. Uh, I'd argue that person is Tyreek Hill. He's been traded to Miami from the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Dolphins are going to send Casey three draft picks this year, one in each of the first, second, and fourth round, along with a fourth and a sixth rounder next year. Miami will then sign Tyreek Hill to a four-year, $120 million extension. 72 mil of that is guaranteed. (laughs) He is a special player, though. When that guy gets the ball... I don't know if there's ever been a yards after catch type receiver. Those yak yards uh, better than that guy. He is so fast and elusive. So big deal for the Miami Dolphins. And just another one to add to the big pile of amazing deals that have happened in this NFL offseason. Right. And it has a lot to do with what we were saying. uh, The the, uh, what's his face? Peterson Peterson from. uh, Yep. Jock uh, Peterson. Yeah. Jock Peterson weighing in on the teams aren't spending enough money. So. Miami steps up, right? Miami steps up. Yep. So if you're a Miami fan, I'm I'm buying my season's tickets, Stevie, today. Yep. I'm 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 stepping up. I haven't you know they haven't done shit in a while. So uh here I come. Uh if you're KC, you might be going, what what what? <laughs> if you're a what fan, you you'd be going, why why why? Yeah, now I'm not doing it again. So it could work I mean both ways, I guess. So yeah. Um anyway, I I, I can't comment too much, Stevie on uh, and the reason is I don't recognize any of the names that you give other than come on Cooper, now, Tom Cooper. Brady. I, <laughs> well, Russell Wilson, I do, and Tom Brady, and uh, uh, what's his Aaron face Rogers. from the Raiders? Yeah, and and who went from the Raiders to uh, the Colts? Quarterback, um, quarterback wasn't the Raiders, it was the Falcons. Matt Ryan ends up with the Colts. The Raiders' oh, okay. big deal was acquiring Devontae Adams from Green Bay. All right, I recognize some of that. But. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, well, I'm out of stuff today. The NFL stuff, man. It's too early. I know, but it's still, it's, uh, it's when you have an off season like this and the NFL draft looming, it's, uh, it's all good fodder. If you're an NFL fan, we should take our leave. There was something else I wanted to ask you about. I don't remember what it was. There was nothing I wanted to ask you about. So I'm good. I'm good. See why, why is, (laughs) why do, why do you equate mean with funny? I don't understand that. I don't know. You're yeah, such I don't a know cruel streak in you is what you yeah, have. Yeah, I, I know. We, oh, I get it. We just recorded the suspendables, so you've got to lash out at the world right now. Yeah, I got to take, Russ yeah, take gets it a from Russ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, All right. Yeah, by the way, good job, uh, Bob Stauffer, who you know, he, he was good on the show. Yeah. It's up now. Uh, anyway, lots to say. Yep. Bob Stauffer is the Edmonton Oilers color analyst and uh, had a lot of good takes, knows his hockey for sure, and talked a little bit about the NHL trade deadline. And what I found most interesting was the – discussion about NHL fighting. Even now, it's still something that a lot of fans go, okay, this thing is getting softer and softer every year. Fighting, you just can't properly police the NHL if you're just going to leave it to the referees because they're just not getting her done. Yeah, you you know, you you think you've heard every angle on the fighting, right? You think you've heard every angle on the fighting from, okay, they got to get rid of fighting to they got to get it back in the game. 
yada, 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 you know, but, but I can't remember exactly, but the conversation they did have in the end, uh, the, the two of them lit up about a bunch of fights that they remember from the NHL, right? Right. <laughs> you know, so uh, it, there was a different angle on it. So anyway, tune, tune in. Yep, that's on The Suspendables, available now with Bob Stoffer and, of course, uh, our pal Jimmy here and former NHLer Russ Cortnell. We shall take our leave. Don't forget, our website is stevewproject.com. If you have any comments about the show, any feedback, anything you'd like to hear us talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Enjoy your day, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com.